Wham! Across the room I, flo I flew with tingling MS fingers. Anyway, we had just got married and were feeling parent-minded. So I thought I'd better go and sort out these weird feelings, which had migrated across the other hand. So I went off to see my GP. I have been exceptionally fortunate with my doctors. Actually, I've reread this and realised it's not true. Oh, how we forget. Once my first GP emigrated, see the effect I have, I went through a couple of troublesome souls who passed for doctors as well as a good one. One GP was so difficult to communicate with that I wrote to the Family Practitioners Board and asked to go on the box of a different doctor. That turned out to be such a good idea and found me our really good current doctor. My original GP, when this story started, was a very likeable man who we had been with for a couple of years. Well, I have to admit it, quite a good-looking man, actually. Although not as good-looking as our dentist, a young Omar Sharif. You used to say, I'm sorry, you need another filling. Oh, please. The, the doctor was gentle and kind. He listened to my horse story and then sent me for carpal tunnel syndrome tests. I never did understand these. Something to do with electrical signals passing up your arm. I never took the trouble to find out, because, as it turned out, it wasn't that. Next up then. Maybe the cause was a trapped nerve in my neck. So I went off. So off I went to the local hospital for x-rays, uneventful. Although it's, a, it's amazing, really, if you think about it. Not so long ago in the history of time, it would have been magical, maybe demonic even, to be able to see inside your skin. But now it's routine and radiologists are safe in their beds at night. The miracles of the NHS. I digress. It wasn't a trap nerve either. My GP got a bit more serious now. I'm afraid you may need to think about it being multiple cirrhosis, he said. I didn't ask any more about it. He didn't want to go into it in case it wasn't, and neither did I. So we mumbled through the idea of me going to the National Hospital for Nervous Diseases in Queen's Square, London. My husband came with me for the first appointment. I remember sitting in the waiting room listening to the matron talking to a guy in his 20s. He was slumped over and had his head in his hands. From what she was saying, he had just been diagnosed with MS. I remember she suggested that he got in touch with the MS Society since he could get some help and support there. My reaction was that I would avoid this society. I didn't want to spend time with other people with MS. I thought it would only depress me and make me feel worse. This was nothing to do with the society. I didn't know anything about it. It was much more to do with me. I know I'm a very suggestible person. If I knew about certain symptoms, I could bet my bottom dollar that I would develop them at some point. I thought I would stay healthier if I didn't know much about it. Burying my head in the sand? Certainly. 
Maybe I was too scared to find out. Thinking about it, if I'm honest, I'm still scared of MS now, nearly 20 years on. At the appointment then, it was suggested that I booked in for a week of tests. The night before I went, I lay in our garden. I was on my back, looking at the stars. I was petrified. We hadn't told anyone. It was all between my husband, Alan, and me. Most notably, I didn't tell Mum and Dad. They would be so worried, and my mum would feel so guilty. No, we had to deal with this, whatever it was, by ourselves. The thing that frightened me most was that I might have a brain tumour. It just seemed so fatal and beyond hope. Oh, sorry, I need to stop for a while.